You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. Whatever the problem is, we got pet professionals standing by. They're ready, moreover willing to, to help you with your pets. Like the, the guy in front of a Matt truck there. I am Brian Donovan, and I am so exhausted. I've been looting all day. <laughs> <laughs> when is it appropriate? Uh, it's uh, never. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag too soon. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's. I was writing some jokes, and I'm like, yeah, can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, the gentleman always keeping us very appropriate. Uh, trying to. Hi, everyone. Matt Fox. Good to see you. I missed you last week. Yeah. Yeah, where the hell were you? I was busy uh, being looted. I mean, uh, I was busy <laughs> taking care of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't my territory. Uh, and uh, and, and, and our, our, our favorite youngster out there Bam! fighting the power Woo! with the best yeah, of Yeah, the power's out. Uh, yeah, Samantha, you are uh, you're gonna might you might drop out because you don't have uh, you don't have enough juice yeah, there. Yeah, my house. phone's on thirty three percent. So she's at 30, 33 and a third. Thirty three and yes. a third. What is that, Samantha? I have no idea. <laughs> that doesn't ring a bell at all. Thirty three and a third. Nope. Forty five. Uh, seventy eight. Forty five. Seventy eight. Twenty one. How about if we go really slow? And they go really fast. Really Those fast. are record speeds. Thirty-three and a third. That's an album speed. Yeah. Do you have That's any vinyl? Do you have vinyl? Forty-fives. Do you have vinyl, Samantha? I do. Uh, a lot. The big. The you big... don't know what speed that they uh, they play back at. Oh yeah, forty-five. Yeah, yeah. the little ones. Yeah. That's the, the little ones. The yeah. bigger yeah, the ones. little ones. Yeah. The bigger ones rock it out at uh, thirty-three and a third. Yes. Oh, didn't know that. The more now, did I? see the more you know, Samantha. So I, I, I love that. I, I think it was like around when Samantha was in one of my classes, but uh, she it wasn't a class she was in. I brought in a turntable into my classroom, and I had it in the back for like my English twelve kids, the seniors. These are seventeen, eighteen year old kids, and they're uh, I just a crate of records back there, and it's like all my crap. But they were digging through and listening to some classic rock stuff. Uh, and the kids, like, they were enamored with it. A couple of these two boys are back there just loving it and just, you know. And he's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And and the, the one guy turns to him, he's like, well, flip it over. He goes, well, what do you mean? He goes, <laughs> he goes, flip it over and play the songs on the other side. He goes, there's more on the other side. His, his mind was just, like, blown. It was like, I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I had a camera rolling on that. I would be yeah. like... As go viral. Yeah, so they never heard the term B side. Yeah, no, they did not. Oh, dang. Have any idea of what that? I mean, it's so digital. I mean, they they don't even yeah. CDs are a, a a piece of antiquity, um, as far as it goes. Colleen's telling me I'm being too loud. Colin's upstairs, uh, doing his schooling, he napping. Oh no, he's he's cool. he's got an online class right now. Uh, Mine's he, already over, dang. No, this is spring summer, so he's. Uh, oh, you know, okay, yeah, I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, last ones, but Brian, uh, Samantha's outside. What I need you to do, Brian, is I need you to go outside. I need you to go over to Eight Mile because you live really close to Eight Mile. Uh, 
I do. Uh, that's how he gets his uh, supplemental income. So he's going to head on over to AMOL. I need you to go, and I need you to scream at the top of your lungs, wubby, wubby, wubby. So are you going to do that for me? Again? I've already done, I've already done my wubbies. <laughs> Uh, well, no, because I got an email notice. Uh, a dog went missing around nine miles. So if you're at eight miles screaming, wubby, 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 you, you might be able to help help these folks out. Oh. Uh, Twig, the dog's name is Twig, uh, and it's uh, a year and a half old daisy dog, and, and, and she's gone missing. Uh, but she also responds to wubby. So if you head on out wubby. there, Brian, you can, you, can help, you can help wubby. She's got a little blue collar on. Somebody in the metro Detroit area finds a little daisy dog with a collar on. Uh, make sure it gets chipped because it's chipped through Petkey, and the folks from Petkey are looking looking for for Twiggy, also known as <laughs> Wubby. Yeah. I just I I, 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 I I giggle a little because it's a really cute name, uh, but it, it's sad that uh, Wubby is uh, missing. So Brian, tell me a little bit about Petkey. So, um, well, Petkey is uh, kind of a unique business. It's the world, the largest um, lost pet protection organization in North America. Really? And you can largest. register, you can uh, register your microchip, your pet's um, ID, uh, license ID, rabies yeah. ID, uh, any kind of identifying um, uh, uh, tag number. And uh, there's a 24 hour call center. Uh, waiting uh, in, in the you know unfortunate event that uh, your dog is lost or stolen, uh, and they find it right away. Becky has found dogs. Uh, one of my favorite stories: there's a um, there was a dog that was lost in Tennessee, and the dog actually was stolen. Oh, and um, the uh, the person had an idea who it was, and um, that they were going they were going out of state, and um, so. Our call center, and to this day, I don't, I haven't connected all the dots, but the dog ended up in the state of uh, Washington State, and um, the sheriff was there waiting to pick up the uh, the dog that was uh, stolen and uh, and taken across the country because our call center got got on it right away and notified the authorities. It's um, I mean, we have very dedicated staff, people who really, really have the pet's best interest at heart, and. And um, so it's not just, um, you know, a digital thing or some sort of, you know, uh, database that your name is dropped into and hopefully nothing ever goes bad. It's actually, you know, a, a proactive, you know, uh, program to find uh, missing, you know, lost and stolen pets. So um, if, say, someone's a bad pet parent and they got a cat, say, five years ago, and <laughs> when they got the cat, they did all the right things and they got them chipped uh, but then they sort of let things lapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cat has become uh, an indoor-outdoor cat, much to the chagrin of dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm a little worried. Um, is, how do I go? How does, how does, how does one, uh, asking for a friend, uh, go about getting <laughs> that chip? Uh, do I have to pay the back five years? Can I, can I get it? No, uh, no, no. Can you get it? Can In fact, all you have to do really is uh, is call Petkey. First thing you should do is get your if you can't find the 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 pet's microchip number, yeah, just take your cat into the vet and they'll scan it for you. Can yeah. I hold them up to a light bulb? Uh, no, it doesn't work that way, Jamie. No, no, that's... <laughs> and you probably don't have a scanner in the house. <laughs> no, um, yeah, go to the vet, have it have the the, the cat scan, and then just um, you can go to look up 
uh, microchiplookup.org. That's mm. microchiplookup.org. Right. Just type the number in there and see if it is um, if it's registered. Okay. It'll tell you the organization it's registered with. Hopefully, it's PetKey, and then um, uh, then you can call that organization to see if your information's up to date. Right. And typically, that's all that uh, you know. Once you've paid the first time, you typically don't need to uh, to you don't have to do any back payment or anything like that. Right. Right. But just make sure the information's up to date. That's all. Oh, all right. So chances are your 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 cat is registered for life, but you know, and if your information hasn't changed in the last five years, you're probably fine. But it doesn't hurt to yeah, uh, you know, to to check. In fact, we do events all across the United States called Check the Chip, mm. where we just have someone with a scanner and a laptop, and they just uh, scan the pet, make sure the information's up to date, contact information's up to date, emergency contact information, and uh, you'll be on your way. Yeah, our vet has changed. He has changed locations, so uh, that would be that would be an update for the for that. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, all right, Groovy. Hey, Samantha, she's out in the thing. Tell people about Hi, what? Uh, tell people about uh, us. Oh, what happened? Do we have somebody joining? Oh no, that's Brian. Sorry. Um, uh, so we are Animal Talk. We are the podcast. We are cool. Uh, we have a website, uh, animal talk, animal dot at the beginning. Uh, and then we have our social media pages, our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are all at animal talk radio. Um, and then we have our merch site, uh, wearing There's lots of stuff on there. You can get lots of cool stuff. Right. On, so yeah. go buy some merch. So yeah, wearing funny was, uh, I just got updated. I got a facelift and I broke it. <laughs> But it's oh, it's no. it's fixed again. It's still uh, there. Yeah, yeah, it's not dead. Yeah, it's there. So it's uh, it, it's there. So wearing funny is there uh, with great pet stuff and and fun dog and cat designs. When you listen to this, <laughs> be there. Uh, so like and subscribe. Leave a comment wherever wherever fine podcasts are sold. Tune in and uh, join join us. All right. So I was uh, I think I got bingo. Uh, Brian, if you could check for me, I think I think I got I think I got a bingo. Uh, so yeah. going across my card here, I have murder hornets, I have mm-hmm. the plague, I mm-hmm. have earth killing asteroids, mm-hmm. earthquakes in Yellowstone, riots, mm-hmm. record unemployment, driving us into deep depression. So I think I have a bingo. To, uh, to that's that's a bingo. <laughs> that's a bingo. <laughs> and I did get the bonus square of coronavirus monkeys escape with coronavirus samples from lab after rolling a lab assistant. So I did have that as my bonus extra square. Those are, those are all the signs, uh, the biblical signs of the uh, upcoming apocalypse, right? There's even, yes. there's even more. There's like, cause what there's like, uh, there's, there's, there's uh, 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 wildfires in Chernobyl. And so there's no, oh. there's nuclear wildfires raging in Chernobyl. <laughs> Not only that, there uh, in parts of India and in parts of Russia. Speaking of Chernobyl, there are swarms of locusts, oh. like that, that black in the sky, that dark in the sky. It is it is a, a biblical apocalyptic prelude. <laughs> it was great knowing everybody. It really was. I, like, you know. <laughs> just I can't even I can't remember. But that monkey story was real. Did you get? It, it's a couple weeks old, and I just got meaning to read it. But I just uh, did you hear about the coronavirus monkeys? I did. I heard about that. So, like, who sent the who sent the monkeys? Um, I believe uh, once again, Russians. I think the Russians are at it. Uh, anything they can do to kind of 
um, subvert the, uh, the the sensibilities of of civilized world, right? <laughs> did you watch Did you watch Space Force on Netflix? <laughs> I did not. No, I watched um, the first episode. So yeah, <laughs> so it's Steve Carell and uh, uh, John Malkovich, and then. Uh, there's Lisa a ton Kudrow. of a ton of other people, Lucy Kudrow, and then mm-hmm. just breaking your heart. Uh, there's uh, uh, Fred Willard. Oh, it's yeah. one of his last one of his last uh, pieces of work there. And uh, we had a, a week off uh, a week or two ago, and we ran uh, the interview we had with Fred Willard from from back in the day um, when when we had him on the show. And so really sad about about Fred, but love. Love the Space Force, but no, there's a there's one I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but uh, there's a a, a monkey uh, in space, <laughs> and uh, uh, they use it to help solve a problem. So I'm thinking uh, maybe maybe the Russians did train some monkeys like they did in Space Force. Sam, what do you think? Is it do you think the monkeys are trained and they they're 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 powered? I by the didn't Russians? even I didn't even hear about this monkey thing. No, there's a gang of monkeys. <laughs> no. A gang of monkeys attacked a laboratory assistant and then escaped with a batch of coronavirus blood Dang. test samples. Uh, it's a bizarre incident. A troop of primates uh, launched an assault uh, in Delhi, Where India. Where did this happen at? Delhi, India, at uh, the oh, okay. Mirat Medical College. Uh, the animals snatched the COVID-19 blood samples uh, that had been taken from patients and fled. One of the monkeys was later spotted in a tree, chewing on one of the samples. <laughs> oh, no, wait. So they're blood samples. So are they from people that have the that yes. had the? There are people that the virus. The, yep, there are people that had the virus. So if that monkey eats it, like he could or she. Yeah. So man. there were the uh, the other the other uh, undamaged. They'll catch them. It's the, okay. It's yeah, no big deal. The other undamaged kits were were uh, recovered though. Uh, so the monkeys only chowed on a couple of them. <laughs> Uh, so it there, only takes one though. It yeah, really just that's take it. One. So there's a lot of things going on in the oh. world right now. So I haven't even heard about any of this. Like, oh my god, monkey stuff. Hey Jamie, yeah. uh, have you been wearing a mask everywhere you go? Like, have you been respecting this uh, this sort of mask? Yes. Thing? Crap, I just put it away. I've been mask wearing a bandana. It's like that's the only upside to the whole thing is that I can dress like a cowboy going on a train robbery. <laughs> Um, so I wear my black bandana and I, I feel like, you know, it's a little weird. It's because you get out, you're getting out of your car. You're like, all right, you put on your mask. You're like, I feel like yeah. I'm going in to rob this place. <laughs> I don't do the mask. Time, I, don't, I, I don't do the mask. Oh, I do it. No. It has nothing to do with not respecting you. It has to do more with, I have a hard time uh, reconciling that anybody, me included, is really that important that I have to wear a mask to prevent them from dying. <laughs> I, just don't get it. I just i just well that and you don't leave your house yeah well that too but um yeah i don't know it's just you know and now now you're starting to hear that the here's the thing this virus is in every corner of the world right it's in every corner of the world yet if i don't wear my mask i'm somehow disrespecting you it's everywhere <sighs> Well, it was everywhere. I, it's it's getting a lot better in a lot of other countries. It's still meh here. Um, we were not prepared, um, but we did take precautions, and I think those are paying off now. So I am glad that we had precautions, and I am glad that we are being safe. 
I did, but and, I think all those precautions just went right out the window <laughs> with uh, the mass gatherings. The monkey? Out of, uh, well, oh. the, yeah, the monkey in India and then, you know, the mass gatherings of uh, protests. I, I haven't I, been anywhere except for the store. I love protests. Um, I, I respect the protests, and I love I love people that are protesting. It's it's the the breaking stuff and looting is not so much. Yeah, I don't quite get that. I respect the protests. I'm gonna go on Saturday, and are you? Yeah. Where where at? Don't I respect. We're in the uh, metro it's Detroit. It's the one on Hall. I think it's Hall Road. They're starting at the Golden Butthole. And the, that's what you, you know what it is, right? Yeah, oh, the yeah. golden just, the circle. That's what we just call don't, it. Don't don't block traffic, please. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. No, we're walking on the. I'm pretty sure they're walking on the grass, so we're not blocking traffic. Okay. I'm so angry about the state of uh, the, the system. You guys should come. Let's go. Let's do issues it. Issues in the police department. I'm going to go steal some shoes. Yeah. Some, <clears throat> yeah. It's how it's, upset I am. The protests are great. It's the it's the uh, it's the the looting that's not, not so much, um, but all this crazy business but I going feel on. Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Let's, I don't know. I got a lot of opinions, so uh, <laughs> no, we're with you, Samantha. We're totally with you. Huh? We're totally with you. You're, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I just, I just hope. I really think that things do need to change, and I, I feel like this is the this is the time that things are going to change, and I feel like these things are different now because there's been multiple times where you know things have happened and things haven't been changed but i feel like this is like things are really going to change within our uh our laws and our rule system um i think things really need to be changed and i i really respect all the the protests and everything and i and i and i love that they're that they're fighting for what they believe in and i'm a part of that too so i'm gonna go show, show my support and go do that um yeah and i feel like i feel like I don't know. I don't want to say anything to offend anybody. <laughs> you were you were you were doing so well, Samantha. Well, see that that's um, the problem. Nobody wants to offend anybody, so they don't say anything. Well, yeah, I feel bad because I don't want I don't want to offend anybody. But I feel like there have been times where people have peacefully protested in the past, and you know things, you know didn't things didn't change, and now I feel like maybe things are getting a little bit more violent, so they can get so we can like get attention to this issue. Mm. Um, but I do, I do know that there's probably people out there who are taking advantage of, um, you know, the, the protest and, and there's probably people out there who are trying to make it violent when it's not violent. Um, I heard that people were like placing bricks places, like trying to make things violent when it was just peaceful and then, you know, things, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, um. That's it. I don't know what else I, to say. <laughs> I heard a, I heard a little bit of the uh, uh, pro violence, Sam. That really surprises me about you. That yet that, that you, you feel like you have to turn it up a notch. You know, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. said, "Darkness cannot drive out darkness." Amen. It was a uh, President yeah. uh, Obama, former President. What do you call him? President Obama, former President Obama. Uh, he was on TV talking yesterday, and he. <laughs> He started saying, he said, he said some really great stuff, but then he was like, and don't you know the children are our future? And he's, he was going, I'm like, wait, did you just break into a Whitney Houston song? I'm like, he did. He had like, children good, are the future. He had about a line and a half yeah. of the Whitney. I was like, oh my God, he broke into Whitney Houston. Uh, and he was like, I'd treat them well. And I'm like, oh my God, this is. And let them lead is, the way. Yes. I was like, show them all of the beauty. 
they possess, possess. Yeah, it was, inside. Oh, wow, that's great, man. I don't know You're how welcome. intentional that was, but that was wonderful. Uh, but with all this stuff going on, murder hornets and, and Chernobyl radioactive wildfires, um, you know, it, times. It, 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 a lot of, a lot of time people are getting displaced from their homes over the, over the rioting and over, uh, you know, just all kinds of business going on. There was an earthquake in Yellowstone. There's no houses in Yellowstone, but there's just bad stuff happening everywhere. In June, June is national pet preparedness month, preparedness month. Um, it's a time to educate pet owners. On ways to be prepared for, uh, uh, yeah, because it is, uh, as my mom's coming home from Florida, she doesn't want to stay down there anymore because it's uh, hurricane season. Uh, So hurricane season started June 1st and they haven't had anything really sweep in yet, but you know, she wants to get out. She doesn't have any pets, but um, so you gotta, you should have a plan. Uh, And June is, is, is a time in the year when people try to remind folks to, to, to have a plan. Brian, what are some of the things you think people should have uh, when they're planning for, you know, either wildfires or tornadoes or hurricanes for their pets? Yeah. First thing you want to have is, uh, is the ability to gather up your pet and put them in uh, some kind of a containment device because, um, Man, we always hear these these horrible stories, whether it's a fire, like a wildfire, um, or uh, some natural disaster where the owner can't simply cannot physically get the dog or the cat into a crate or into the into the vehicle. And um, uh, you know, so if you're if your your pet's not used to being in a in a carrier, mm-hmm. man, let's you know, y- y- getting out of Dodge is the first thing you want to, you, know, you think of in my mind anyways, is yep. being able to transport your pet uh, effectively. Cause that, that's a sad one. Cause um, you know, AKC, the American Kennel Club and many, many other organizations um, mobilize when uh, during disasters because pets run away and, and the owners can't, you know, uh, and the owners, they have to leave, they have to leave town. So they have to leave their pet, you know, a running free. And it's very, very sad. So yeah, if it's something like a wildfire, or a tornado, you can't just, you know, set the, the corral open and let the horses go like they used to in the movies. Yeah. You know, you right. can't just open the door and let the dog go and let them figure it out. No, oh, he'll come back. Everything's, you know, you can't just do that. You, you got to, uh, most dogs you, you'd probably be able to contain, uh, but, you know, cats, they might be tweaking, right? Small yeah. dogs, they might be tweaking. And it sounds cruel, um, but put them in a pillowcase. Um, you know, as, and, and for other pets too, uh, people, you think about the pocket pets, right? You know, your gerbils, your hamsters, your guinea pigs, uh, ferrets, snakes, uh, maybe not a tarantula, but, uh, your pocket pets, right? The smaller pets, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, oh my God, you just, you're, you're recommending stuffing them in a pillowcase. Well, I mean, this is, you know, uh, the flame, the flames are licking your house. Uh, well, you know, Dr. Dr. Karen and Dr. Michelle, they both, um, recommended that the pillowcase method, which I thought seems a little, you know, um, seems a, a little harsh yeah. or a little bit, uh, you know, uncivilized, but you know what? Veterinarians are people who are very, they're realists, right? Magnetic, they're sure. realistic. It's like, Hey, you know, you need to get something done. Here's, here's a quick and dirty way to do it. And, um, I would recommend, yeah, pocket pets, cats, small dogs, and children throw yes. them in a pillowcase. Yes, yes, yes. yes. All together, all of them together. <laughs> That's how we usually transport Sam is uh, no in a pillowcase. That's right. That's it's, right. Uh, generally, so I, you know, I actually have a question for you, Brian. Um, 
something that I've noticed over the past number of weeks is that our cat is actually paying a lot more attention to us because we're here all the time. So when we inevitably will be going back to the office, going back to a normal working routine, Mm -hmm. how do you prepare your animal for you being gone? Um, You know, we we touched on this last week when you were uh, playing hooky. Oh, yeah. Um, I was suffering from a, I was suffering from the vapors. Yes. yes. Yeah. So uh, one of the things you want to do is, is, you know, you have certain routines that you have with your dog, right. Or your cat, Mm -hmm. you feed them, you know, and you, uh, you take them out, maybe play games with them, whatever, try to get it on a schedule. So um, whether or not you can be at home, uh, you want to make sure that you, you do these things at at certain times when you know you're going to be home, whether you're working or not. So (laughs) before you go to work, that's maybe you feed your dog, take it out or, you know, you, you run your cat around, maybe uh, uh, have run around with a laser pointer or whatever, but try to have at least, you know, a half a dozen things during the day that take place at the same time each day. That way, even though you're going to be gone, those other things kind of stay consistent. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, dogs and, cat, and cats too, they're creatures of habit and they thrive on good habits. And what good habits mean is consistency in behavior. Right. Paddock habits that is a formula for um, new behaviors, which are usually destructive or something generally that you don't you don't want to see. So um, yeah, try to try to keep the, the the pet on a on a really good feeding schedule, walking schedule, water schedule. Even if you leave the water out for your cat all the time, change it at the same time every day. So mm-hmm. that that's a routine as well. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Okay. Now she's on a schedule. She put herself on a schedule. I just had I I had to. Um, get used to her schedule because she put me on her schedule so if your cat <laughs> if, if your cat established a schedule chances are you're not very important in that household anymore. <laughs> and once you go to work the cat's probably not going to notice fair enough yep <laughs> thanks brian yeah. you're you are what the cat would call superfluous <laughs> a servant is what they call us servant uh, but getting food. back to uh, June now. being June being prepared in this month, uh, the ASPCA has some suggestions of things to have uh, just kind of in the back of your brain or handy to uh, to have in, in case there is you know a wildfire, a tornado, a hurricane because we're we're rolling into all those seasons right here. Three to seven days worth of food um, at the ready, uh, including bowls. Uh, a, a travel can opener if you uh, if you you know have canned food, so you know stock you know two to four weeks worth worth of food for uh, our quarantine time, right? So stock up. Uh, med- medications uh, have mm. medications and medical records in a waterproof container because uh, you take those medications with you if you're in a flood situation that, that stuff gets wet and it's ruined. So careful and make sure anything important like medications or the records. Uh, are in a waterproof container. Um, a gallon of water per mm. per person and per animal uh, for at least five days. Um, so that should get you get you through. Um, dog water bottles, um, so that you can use them for for drinking on the go. Uh, a first aid kit for your pet is a, a fair idea in case there's if it's like you know these are like bigger tragedy you know the tornado we kind of tragedies but uh do you know how to perform cpr on a dog brian i don't no no samantha uh i know you've done it with squirrels uh but can you do cpr on your dogs no no all right so that's sadly that's something uh, that's good to know it's uh having some first aid uh knowing first aid and how to do cpr 
um, on on your dog. Uh, Matt, what about you? Have you ever done CPR with uh, anybody Never but Mary? Had, I had to break the sack when our cocker spaniel had puppies years and years ago. But that is about that's about as close as I got to providing CPR for a uh, four legged creature. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know where to start. I would, I feel like I'd break it. <laughs> Me either. Maybe we have somebody on, get somebody from, uh, maybe get a pet uh, CPR expert on and and teach uh, teach teach us how to do that. That would be a good idea. Leashes and a carrier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a harness uh, if it's a flood situation. If you're in an area that has uh, susceptible to floods, have a a, a a life a doggy life vest for your dog. Uh, places that uh, hurricane and flood prone places, not a bad idea to have a uh, 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 life vest for your for your critter as well. And uh, bags for the waste. Don't forget about uh, poop poop bags. Right. You know, just extra grocery bags. But uh, yeah, you got a you know, in a coffee can full of <laughs> in the back of the car or whatever, right? Uh, but yeah, so there you go. So some ideas for things to have uh, June preparedness month for uh, natural natural disasters for your. You know, pets. this is whenever I hear this stuff. Yeah. Usually, I kind of give it short shrift. I don't really, uh, whatever. You know, emergency yeah, yeah. preparedness. This is real important. I mean, the pandemic taught me how unprepared I was. Um, you know, everybody did the panic shopping, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone, everyone bought, uh, you know, important supplies, toilet paper, that sort of thing. Uh, Lauren and I, we went out and we were panicking like everyone else. And we came out and I had like a shopping cart full of like biscottis and, and breeze. It's like, I don't think we did this right. <laughs> you know, we, we panicked. We, we, so when, the, when it, this stuff sounds obvious now, but when you're in the moment. Yeah. It, um, yeah, things, you know, kind of. That's why they say have a have a plan for uh, you know um, and, and it like uh, just in your house right they'll uh, you know a lot of times you can have a sticker so there are two children and three pets a dog and a cat you know whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, stick for the firefighters to know most of your local municipalities will have uh, specific um, warnings uh, or 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 notices that you can put uh, in your window or on your house that helps the firefighters know what they're looking for mm-hmm. uh, when they're coming in to 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 help. So check with your local municipality about uh, uh, being ready for that, that little sign. And, and they'll have like a, a consistent space uh, in your community where you would put it, be it in a window or on a door, uh, for them to look to know what they're looking for when they're going in to, to help. Um, so, yeah. So, um, it's you know, so June is, is, is the month for that. But today, June 4th, uh, who knows when people will listen, but we're recording on June 4th uh, is a very special day. It's National Hug Your Cat Day. Mm. Is it now? So yes, I did not know that. It just popped up on my I'm National Hug Your Cat Day. There was this woman hugging us. She's got this Maine Coon is the size of a <laughs> I don't know, size of a German Shepherd or something. Uh, it was a big. It was a big critter. <laughs> so uh, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of days. Uh, Samantha, do you have any cats living in that house? Well, you got your dog. I do not. No cats. All right. So no. but to be clear, to be clear, no Jamie, cat. Uh, it's hug your own cat, right? Your cat. You can't just hug anyone's cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you want, even though it's it's the fourth of June. Right, right. You can't just. Uh, okay, so I want to clear that up. Yeah. So, when they said to pick your favorite child, I didn't know they meant you had to pick one of your own, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Uh, so, but no, but there's a bunch of days throughout the year. So, Brian, uh, you can set your calendar for this. Uh, February 17 is World Cat Day. 
Okay. Uh, June 4th, today, uh, as we record, is Hug Your Cat Day. Mm-hmm. Um, World Cat Day, International mm-hmm. Cat Day, is August 8th. You're marking these down on your calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, August 17th is National Black Cat Appreciation Day. You'd think that would be closer to Halloween, wouldn't you? It was, yeah, Maybe. yeah, you, you would think. Uh, what, what day was that again? Uh, August 17th. Yeah, it doesn't seem... Yeah. National Feral Cat Day falls on October 16th. National, just National U.S. Cat Day is October 29th. And then Na- National U.S. Cat Black Cat Day is on November 17th. So there you go. Oh, Samantha's out on the porch with her puppies. Yep. All right. So we love our cats. We're hugging our cats, but cats are are still relatively evil, and they are generally trying to kill you. Uh, I got a list here of uh, things that that uh, signs letting you know that your cat might be trying to kill you, Brian. I, I think you might have thought of a few yourself, or you may by the time I'm done with this list. Seriously. <laughs> So uh, they're always trying to trip you. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a sign they're they're trying to trying to kill you. Cuddling in air quotes, uh, but they're really trying to smother you in, in your sleep. That's what they're that's what they're doing. That's not cuddles. They're just they're trying to steal your breath. Yeah, they're trying to smother you in your sleep. Um, usually, they're waiting behind the shower curtain, like a scene right out of Psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharpening their claws as if they're about to kill you and everyone else in the home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They literally attack you constantly. Um, and have you ever had a cat kneading on you, doing that kneading thing, Brian? Have you ever done that? Have yeah, sometimes that? it gets out of hand, but uh, you have to stop it after a half hour or so. They're, yeah. they're searching for your weakness. That's what they're doing. They're searching for the weak spots. <laughs> That's what they're, they're doing. And you think they just like digging in their cat box? They're practicing digging their escape tunnel. That's <laughs> what they're For your doing. grave. <laughs> That's it. So, and uh, some other things that uh, I've noticed, uh, it's uh, you know, you know, your cat's trying to kill you if he's in talks with the shady guy down the street. <laughs> but you know, um, in fairness to cats, they're not all trying to kill you. Are too lazy? They just wish you were dead, but they don't actually try. <laughs> uh, you know, your cat's trying to kill you if he's taking out extra life insurance on you. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably, and then the last one I got, uh, they're not sleeping under the hood of your car for warmth. They're actually in there trying to cut your brake lines. That's what they're, <laughs> that's why they're under the hood, uh, of your car. So there's some signs your cat might be trying to do you in when he just disappeared. He was sitting behind me and now he's gone. He, he, he's planning for you. He, he, that's yeah, what he's, he's planning doing. something. That's it. Samantha, are you no power still? Those lights are still out behind you. Uh, Tick. And she's wasting all her phone juice just to be here no. with us. Yes, I'm only on like I don't know. It's gonna die soon. Oh my god, Samantha, we love you. We just uh, you're here and you're killing your phone just to be with us. That's wonderful. So if we get an Irish goodbye from Sam, we'll know why. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, oh, like the nothing <laughs> just goes black. Yeah. So Brian, uh, training your dog not to go after skunks in the yard. Um, it's it's skunk season. Um, the dogs are in the yard. The skunks are in the yard. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes the two can meet. I, I got a remedy here for what to do with your dog if he gets skunked. But is there a good way to train your dog to, you know, how do you keep your dog from from getting skunked? 
You know, a good a good recall command, a calm command, getting the dog to come when he's called is essential, especially if you live in an area where there's coyotes, other wild animals, you know, things that uh, the dog likes to chase. Um, and uh, quite honestly, a good tool is uh, electronic training collars are really good tools um, for uh, uh, for teaching dogs to stay away, kind of an emergency thing. Because think about it, when you call your dog to you, it is kind of an emergency command. So you want to make it, you want to make the conditions such that if he comes to you, it's great. If it's not, something should represent danger if he doesn't come when called. So, um, you know, because the dog could run across the street to get to the squirrel or the skunk, right? Yeah. So you, you, you don't want him getting hit by a car. So it's good to teach a dog to come when called. So um, uh, basic obedience is always good. But, you know, some, sometimes something like an electronic training collar, teach a dog that when he doesn't come to you, he's going to get a little bit of a, a startle is, um, is a, a good life skill to teach a dog, you know, to come to you. But I'm very, very interested to hear the, um, uh, the remedy because I've had dogs in the past that were skunked and I tried every remedy there was. And, you know, the tomato soup smells yeah. like tomato soup that's been skunked. Uh, you know, whatever the case is, it's, it's, that's a hard scent to get out. It is. It is. I, I've been, I've been talking a lot and I, I think Matthew might have a, a remedy. Uh, he might, might even be in his email. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> oh shoot. I got to look now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've, uh, when we moved out here, uh, to Troy, where we live now, about 10 years ago, we had Zoe, the dog with us. She was a little, uh, shepherd, uh, Catahoula, Australian shepherd mix mutt of a pup uh, and she would love to chase stuff in the yard and she got skunked uh, more than once um, cool. after but uh, I think she learned her lesson like after the third time um, she she stopped she stopped chasing the, the skunkies in the yard either that or she uh, she ran them off and they weren't coming <laughs> around anymore one of the two uh, but yeah, we, we had to we had to take care of Zoe like three different times Matt was there a remedy there that you had, you knew about well, yeah, actually, it, it's, it's a remedy that works, but it, it's really messy. So you have to be just prepared because it's going to be kind of messy. But bubbles are ceaselessly only mixed for immediate use. So you don't have to do this all the time, just for immediate use. So it's one quart, 3% hydrogen peroxide, one quarter cup of baking soda, one teaspoon of liquid soap. You mix in a bucket, at least a three-gallon size bucket. Don't try to bottle uh, the bottle mixture, it's just, it, it, it'll just escape. But uh, the applied to the affected critter, and you have to saturate the coat, careful around the eyes, of course, um, and the ears, uh, but you have to rinse thoroughly with water. Um, you just have to be very careful because it gets really, really messy with the bubbles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it works. It, it works. It does. It does. And that's, that's the, I don't know if that's the exact mixture we used with Zoe. Uh, but we've we've had a it, yeah it's the hydrogen peroxide and the baking soda, along with uh, some yeah some liquid soap. Dawn's always great for getting those oils. It's all about the oils and the smell. Uh, Something really that great. has a grease remove removal is, yeah. is what it's going to help there. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, and you it it uh, it, it uh, took like two you know two, it'll probably take a couple of different uh, applications. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, that that was uh, that's that's the good one. It's a, yeah, the tomato. People think it was like oh, it's like you know neutralize it with uh, with uh, vinegar or the, you know the tomato juice. And yeah, that doesn't really 
it's a good theory, but in practice, it doesn't it doesn't actually work. You know, aside from shaving the animal completely. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that still doesn't cuz it's on the skin. It's 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 in there and it's it's got them. All right, I think I got a behavior question here for you, Brian. Um, I do. Where is it? Where to it go? Um, all right. So here's a behavior question. Um, it doesn't happen often, but once in a while, my 4-year-old great uh, my 4-year-old German shepherd mix uh will eat a pillow or have an accident in the house. Not very often. But once in a while, when we get home, he looks very guilty. Uh, do dogs feel guilt? No. And um, you can actually demonstrate this. Uh, by um, if, Okay, say you had a video camera on your dog when he's chewing the pillow. Yeah. There's not going to be any remorse, any sign of guilt or anything like that. The only time you'll see that is when the owner comes in the house. Mm. So the owner comes in, then you'll see the sheepish look. And uh, uh, so that indicates that the dog is associating the mess and the owner at the same time as something bad. Hmm. So, um, and that's a classic example uh, of a, a result of a, uh, a delayed correction. So um, if you want the dog to stop a behavior, you have to catch him in the act. And sometimes it's impossible. Sometimes it's very difficult. Um, but, uh, that's what your dog is displaying. He's not showing any guilt. He's showing that association between you and the mess. Um, so if I came over and ripped up one of your pillows and then you came home from work, your dog would probably have the same reaction because he's, he's reacting to the mess and you there at the same time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's just, uh, again, dogs learn through immediate association, which means whatever's going on at that moment that they're corrected, that's what they associate with the correction. So typically in a delayed correction, what happens is they tore up the pillow. They feel nothing, no remorse about the pillow. Owner comes in, sees the pillow, and then and the and then starts yelling at the dog or making some kind of correction. Then the dog starts making the association between, you know, the, the two elements that are always the same when the bad thing is happening. Huh. So that's what's going on. So you're not going to solve your problem doing that. You're just going to make your dog more afraid of you. Um so, and, and I mean, most people, they can't help it. They'll see them. They'll see the dog destroyed something. They come in and say, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Oh God, I can't believe you did that. What a bad dog. And the dog starts, you know, kind of um, looking that having that guilty look and it just kind of perpetuates itself. So, you know, uh, best thing to do, if you come home and find a mess, just kind of bite your tongue and, and clean it up because there's really nothing you can do from a correction standpoint. That's going to make an impact on the dog's future behavior. You no, know, you say that, Brian, and then the potty training comes into uh, comes into uh, mind as well. It's like you can't correct the the animal after the fact. You have to get it right as it's happening, right then. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's why uh, uh, puppy training is so uh, essential. You know, when the dog is young, you get that potty training done, and uh, also when the dog is young, you, you should, uh, whenever you're away, whenever you can't watch the dog, they should be in a crate you know, a kennel uh, carrier or something where the, they can't get into trouble. So you right. would use the cage, the crate, you would use like a, like a plate for a baby. You know, if you have to leave the room for a second, you put them in the, in an area that's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't use it as, um, to reprimand the, the animal. Don't use it as a reprimand. Thank no. you. No. <laughs> Oh, what kind of sneakers do you like to wear there, Brian? 
I was wearing my Sperry's earlier. Sperry's. I love those. Yeah. There's uh, Matthew. What about you? Uh, I got a pair of uh, usually it's an Under Armour sneakers. Nike's You're talking about shoes, right? Nike's in it. <laughs> Nike's. I'm, I'm a Chuck Taylor kind of guy. It's either yeah, you are Doc Martens Taylor, or yeah. Chuck Taylors. Yeah. I think almost each and every pair of shoes I own are either <laughs> Doc Martens or Chuck Taylors. I haven't put on dress shoes and I can't. I can't remember the last time I put. Well, on I mean, Doc Martin. I have a series shoes. of dress shoes from Doc Martens <laughs> that I wear for school and for weddings. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, Nike is in a little bit of little bit of trouble. Um, people are a little bit upset with them, and they've actually um, they've actually the animal activists um, have had a have had a, a bit of a win. Um, soccer soccer cleats. Uh, Nike has been making soccer cleats out of kangaroo hide. What? What? Yep. I've never um, heard that. Really? Yep. Really? So Nike, wow. uh, a little has, bounce in your step, does it? Has, <laughs> has been, has been, uh, wait for it. A pouch on the side. Somewhere? Has been. Yeah. It's a, oh my God. <laughs> People are just wrong. Um, so, but yeah, it's an initial victory, uh, for the advocates for these wild kangaroos. Um, the center for, uh, humane economy has been alerted that Nike, um, has been in violation of a California ban on selling kangaroo products there. So you can't sell kangaroo products uh, in California. Um, so the shoe giant uh, is blocking its online sales of kangaroo skin soccer shoes uh, to California residents. Um, and there's a big call uh, because they, uh, there's a, a, an annual shooting uh, of nearly 2 million wild kangaroos and joeys in Australia, 2 million annually um, for the shoe trade. Um, well, you know, in Australia, there there are no um, predators, natural predators. Right. Oh, um, I mean, at various times, Australia has been overrun by rabbits, yeah. by rats, and maybe it's something, you know, a uh, population control. You know, I was just wondering, when you said that, I, I thought, are there... They're kangaroo farms. I mean, do do they yeah. for that? But they they because uh, I thought you know a kangaroo farm that can't be all roses, right? I, I'm sure it has its ups and downs. Yeah. So Adidas <laughs> and <laughs> I missed that. I was reading this. <laughs> Get a slow clap on that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but um. Yeah. yeah, so they 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 round them up and, and shoot them, huh? Yeah, yeah, two million annually to make shoes for different makers, and and, and Nike. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Nike's not the only one. There's New Balance and Puma and Under Armour, mm-hmm. Adidas. Uh, there's a lot of companies that that have that have uh, shoe leather that use the kangaroo uh, shoe leather, and mainly it's mainly soccer cleats. It's mm-hmm. mainly for the the soccer shoes. So what are they going to do? Uh, they're going to have to change their slogan. Hop on over and get some Nike soccer shoes. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> it just gets worse from here. Uh, just, just email Brian at. Uh... <laughs> Is that why you turned off all your social media? Because you say crap like that. Yeah, I, I I didn't really turn it off voluntarily. I was encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably stop. <laughs> Uh, encouraged. It's, it's called a cease and desist letter. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you want to be formal about it. You know. <laughs> oh, crikey. Um, what else do we have here? I had a couple medical questions, but uh, 
That was uh, that was the, for medical folks on hand. Usually, we have uh, uh, spare veterinarians laying around. Yeah, but, uh, no, none. <laughs> No, that's it. So I, I think it's uh, just time for a little bit of uh, this then. Who's bad? It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Who's bad? All right. What do you call a dog with no legs? I don't know. What do you call a dog with no legs? Doesn't matter. He's not coming. Where do you find that dog? I don't know. Exactly where you left him. <laughs> That's. I thought I had cat jokes pulled up because it was cat day. But, uh, uh. Oh, all right. What do you call a cat that throws the most expensive parties? What's that? The Great Catsby. Oh, man. Uh, is it true that, well- that kangaroos? Is it true that kangaroos wear shoes made of soccer players? <laughs> you, they would be big too. They would be they have long feet. Would, That's a lot of soccer players. I gotta tell you. A, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I hear they round up the soccer players and uh, to make the shoes for the. What kind of sports cars do cats like? What's that? Ferraris. Oh boy. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll stop. You did that on purr. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think I did. Uh, well, that was extraordinarily enjoyable, gentlemen. Uh, I like hanging out with you guys. Um, looking at uh, heading back to the actual studio uh, next Yay. week. Um, Yay. Next week or the week after? Um, I'm thinking uh, after Sunday I might move stuff over. Fair. And, All right, you uh, can do a test run again. So from- we might, I mean, I might be there by myself and then, you know, have you guys zoom in. Yeah. But that's kind of the plan for that. If Samantha was here right now, she'd be telling you that uh, Animal Talk can be found uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, and our social media is all Animal Talk Radio. The website, also animaltalkradio.com. Uh, there is a, a web store uh, where you can get your hands on some merch and some cool, groovy pet parent clothing ideas. It's uh, called Wearing Funny, wearingfunny.com. So go do this for me now. After you click like and you subscribe to Animal Talk, head on over to wearingfunny.com uh, and check out all the cool pet products there. And there's a uh, fun rock and roll and silly T-shirts in there as well. So uh, wearingfunny.com and uh, animaltalkradio.com. And that's going to do it for us for another week. Until next time, please have an exotic week. Thank you for helping for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's yours? No, no, it's all you, brother. (laughs) Say it again, Jamie. Say it again. Uh, Have an exotic week. It's all you, man. Do it. Do it. Have an exotic week. And kiss Brian's wild thing for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you goofballs. See you guys. Bye. All right.